0: Here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is the Steelers Wire podcast powered by USA Today Sports. Now, your host, Ryan O'Leary and Steelers Wire editor, Kurt Popejoy. Four guys to try to get him down in the backfield. Third down and ten out wow. it is caught Henry runs. is gone touchdown Raiders sprinter speed just throw it up there if you're Derek Carr and let Ruggs go and get it 61 yards well,
2: that was the play huh Kurt that was the play that was the backbreaker against the Raiders yep. no doubt about it
1: yep that was the that was the one that did him in
2: tough man a tough loss to the Raiders no doubt about it I I loved the Steelers going into that game, Kurt. I I picked them in my survivor pool. I did some mm-hmm. bets. I just did not see that one coming. So I'm a, I'm a little stunned, but I think the story of the game is just all the injuries, right? The injuries that yeah. popped up before the game, like the inactives, Devin Bush, Joe Hayden, and the right, guys getting right. hurt during the game. Uh, that's the story. That's the main story with the uh, Steelers right now is all these injuries that keep popping yeah. up. And now we're, we're wondering, like, is our team falling apart before the season even really gets going?
1: Yeah. And and I think what happened was, I think the difference between what happened with Pittsburgh, as opposed to what happened with Las Vegas, because the the counter to that is, well, Las Vegas had injuries too, but all their injuries were early in the week. You know, they had a chance, they had an opportunity to to prep for the game, assuming they were going to be without those guys. You know, Josh Jacobs, they knew on Tuesday, he wasn't going to play the guards. You know, those guys, they knew they weren't going to play, so their backups got reps. For Joe Hayden and Devin Bush, they didn't know until pregame who was going to be out there on the field. And so you throw Justin Lane in as the third cornerback when he didn't know if he was going to play. So probably during the week, he didn't necessarily prepare like that. Now, I will say Robert Spillane had a great game replacing Devin Bush. He was all over the place. Um, He he had a nice game, but – Then you get in-game and you have all these injuries. You know, Tyson Alulu breaks his ankle, you know, groin injury for T.J. Watt. Um, You you just can't sub those guys out in-game and not expect there to be a drop-off. I mean, unfortunately, that's just the reality of the NFL. No team's deep enough to have your starting nose tackle and starting outside linebacker, you know, come out like that and just be ready to replace them. And, you know, it was an ugly effort. But, I don't think that I don't think that game reflects maybe what the team's capable of on defense, but I do think it's very much reflective of what the team's capable of on offense, and that's unfortunate. You know that's the scary thought at this point that this is the offense now. You know yeah. this is what they do. And until something changes, this is what they're going to continue to do. And i I think that that Tomlin had it in his mind after the first game. He even said as much, we weren't planning on the offense being fluid. We knew our defense was going to have to do its part. That sounds great. But then when your defense starts to get dinged up, then they can't can't carry that offense anymore. So I I don't know what they're going to do going forward, Um, even if the defense gets healthy, even if all these guys, you know, Alex Highsmith, Found out he had a groin injury. Who's next? You know, the, the, <laughs> yeah, you know, you've got you've got two of their three outside linebackers all with groin injuries. These guys, even if they can get back and they do play well, like they did in the first game, special teams basically won that game. You know, that, that block punt for a touchdown was the difference maker against Buffalo. That's a good point. And so that defense could be elite and they're still gonna struggle if the offense can't can't carry its weight.
2: Yeah. And I think where we're at now is that TJ Watts, the best player on the team. And when he comes out mid game, I mean, it's just like the air comes out of the balloon. There was no pass rush after he came out.
1: Yeah. I mean, and I said, it reminded me a lot for Steelers fans who followed the team for a while. We saw this when Troy Polamalu was at his best. Yeah. When Troy would get dinged up cause he did periodically cause he just had no, you know, concern for his own body. Right. The whole, the whole defense played worse when he was out of the game. It was like they leaned on him so heavily to, to make these plays. You know, Ike Taylor, former Steelers cornerback, has said as much. When you were in coverage, you always knew that if you weren't 100%, it was okay because 43 had you. And I felt like when, when Watt went out, that's kind of what the defense did. They're like, man, without TJ here, what are we supposed to do? you know we, we we can miss on a on a stunt or whatever it may be and it's okay cuz he's going to beat his man and it's still going to make the play without him out there that just didn't happen on sunday and i as a guy who's who's followed the steelers for a long time that was the first parallel that came to mind was how bad the defense would look when troy would be out and that's exactly what i saw when when tj went out last week that they just were kind of lost without that playmaker you know that one guy that you can always count on so I don't know. I hope he's okay. I hope that uh, it sounded like today Joe Shobert said that he knows he knows Walt well enough to know that if there's any way he can get out there, he will, but it, it wouldn't be worth it to sacrifice the future of the season, you know, to rush back, so uh, the, Tomlin doesn't mess around when it comes to injuries. He'll he'll sit anybody if he thinks it's a it's a problem. Except for Le'Veon Bell, you know he played him a whole season with a bad groin because he didn't have another running back. But that's a, that's a whole other story. Till he till he got to the playoffs against New England and couldn't go anymore, he just he couldn't remember, play I anymore. I do remember so. that
2: game. I do remember. Yeah, that. yeah, he had to check and then, out.
1: And then you find out after the game that that Bell had had that groin injury since like week three and it never shown up on an injury report all year. Mm. And Tomlin was just like, nope, you're playing. And so, you know, that that's the only time he's ever really taken that approach. So I'm yeah. hoping he doesn't do that with Watt. Sounds like something
2: Belichick would do. <laughs> a sneaky little, yeah. sneaky little <laughs> coach thing there. But, uh, Kurt, you had a really interesting note on the offense. And, and let's do it on the other side. We'll get into some of the offense because there were some injuries on that side of the football uh, and just some trends on that side of the football that's alarming. Uh, so let's get into that. But first, here's Corey Bonini of TheHuddle.com. He's going to tell us who to put in our fantasy lineups in Week 3.
3: This is the sports Sportsbook Fantasy Minute. Let's make
4: this interesting. Interesting, interesting. interesting. Corey Bonini of TheHuddle.com here to talk about fantasy football's strong plays for Week Number 3. New York Giants quarterback Daniel Jones versus the Atlanta Falcons. Saquon Barkley saw a little more action in Week 2, but he still isn't 100% yet. Jones' ability to run the ball brings an added bonus to fantasy, and it never hurts to see him face the worst defense of his position. Atlanta has given up eight touchdowns in two games to quarterbacks through the air without picking off a path. Jones has the weaponry, and it'll be really surprising if he doesn't approach 275 yards and two touchdowns in this game. Baltimore Ravens running back Tyson Williams takes on the Detroit Lions on the road. This is the worst defense of the position, and even excluding Aaron Jones' three receiving touchdowns, since that's not really Williams' game, we still have one of the easiest matchups of the week. After kind of disappearing in the second half of week one, Williams remained involved in last week's game, and he finished with 93 yards of total offense on his 15 touches. While Lamar Jackson is always a threat to steal a touchdown, Williams has a really good shot at getting into the end zone. Philadelphia Eagles wide receiver Jalen Rager at the Dallas Cowboys. A strong week one... And then he disappeared a little bit last week. But this matchup is ideal. Dallas doesn't have a great pass rush. It's weak on the back end. Quarterback Jalen Hurts will have time to go through his reads. And even if he doesn't, he's so dangerous on the run in the scramble drill, which benefits the downfield Rager. Philadelphia could be asked to pass more than usual in this one. Dallas has given up the third most yards to wide receivers through two games. And one out of every less than 11 completions is actually a touchdown by wide receivers. Let's go back and pick on the Detroit Lions a little bit more. Normally I avoid household names, but tight end Mark Andrews has been in of a slump. Fantasy gamers may start to get restless if he doesn't find the end zone soon. He has not scored in his last six appearances, including last year's postseason, and Andrews has a mere two touchdown catches over his last 13 outings. While it's easy to understand the frustration, especially in non-PPR scoring, Andrews shouldn't leave lineups just yet. Detroit has permitted only seven catches through two games to tight ends, but the 130 yards generated ranks 10th, and one touchdown against came last week from Robert Tunyon. Lock the veteran tight end in for one more week. For more award-winning fantasy news, tips, and advice, please be sure to check out thehuddle.com.
3: 4700 in Colorado.
2: So, a lot to be concerned about on the offense, and injuries are one piece of this, right, Kurt? I mean, first of yeah. all, Deontay going down on kind of a meaningless play at the end. I know some Steelers uh. fans are not happy about that, and just. The lack of information on this knee injury is kind of uh, worrisome, Like we don't know mm-hmm. what his status is. It, now, I'm seeing reports out there that he's avoided a long-term injury, but he also had that Instagram post yeah. where I'm paraphrasing, but it was like, the comeback going to be even greater? And it's like, I don't like the yeah. sound of that. You know, when I saw that, I'm like, that yeah, doesn't sound good.
1: Yeah, that didn't sound like you're playing this week. No, no. I mean, that's to me. Yeah, that's. That, it doesn't sound to me like you're, you're playing on Sunday if you're you're mounting a comeback.
2: No, but but here's the the note you had on Steelers wire that I that I agree with 100%. Now Ben Roethlisberger has uh, he's popped up with a, a pec injury, and that sounds painful, right? Like that doesn't sound like it's gonna be comfortable to throw the football. No, and, and we know no. Ben's not gonna sit out. He's too tough. He's just not. He's not gonna sit yeah. out. He's gonna play through the injury, and but he's also not moving well and he's got this young patchwork offensive line that's not protecting him very well, and the, our concerns with the offense and how they haven't looked good in the past two weeks, well, if Ben's out there and he's limited, It's the offense isn't going to look any better, especially without Deontay out there. So I, there's no. major, major concerns with the offense right now, and I think Ben's uh, yeah. peck injury, very worrisome.
1: I, and that's what I think, I you know, that's what I said when, when I talked about his injury. I said, you know, one of two things is going to happen. One, he's going to miss the game, Mason Rudolph's going to play and the offense is going to stink or he's going to play hurt and he's not going to be able to do everything he wants to do. And the offense is still going to stink. So <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> I, I, I What do we do? You know, I, am almost to the mind. I've actually contemplated, you know, might be better just to play Rudolph this week, you know, get him a full week of reps, get him his a full week practicing with the first team um, in practice, put him out there, see what happens. Um, and, and let Ben have another week. Of course we don't know. You know the 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 word is from the beat reporters is is that they knew from the instant they checked him out was he be able to play. It's just all about pain management. You know, you take it, get a shot or whatever it may be, sure. and you go out there and and then as Steelers fans, we all know that you look forward to every time Ben goes down, he comes up and he'll he'll check that area, you know, and give the give the oh man, I'm hurting, but don't worry guys, I'm <laughs> I'm doing it for you kind of thing that he always does, sure. you know, and yes. But it definitely didn't look like it affected his arm much. I mean, his accuracy on his deep balls wasn't great, but a lot of that had to do with his receivers. I mean, he went two for eight on those on passes over 20 yards in the air, but he threw probably, of those six incompletions, he probably threw three really catchable balls that just didn't get hauled in. So I, I, I don't know how much it was affecting him in game. He claims it happened early, but he's not sure exactly when. You know, I, I, I think they can hide some of that maybe with the scheme a little bit. Um, yeah, but I, I don't expect him to. Uh, I don't expect him to suddenly start scoring points. You know, this is going to be. It's going to be real conservative. It's going to be uh, a lot of short passes, just like what we've seen to this point. We probably won't see him take a lot of shots downfield because um, he can't afford to keep getting hit. I mean, he has been hit too much through two games. I I, I was going to put the numbers together tonight, but I assume he has to have been hit. Through these first two games, more than he probably was the second half of the season last year. I mean, he just hit and hit and hit, and that was one thing he really benefited from. He get rid of that ball so fast that he was just clean at the end of games. Yeah. And yeah. I'm sure his body doesn't want to keep taking these hits. You know, i i I bet he goes home and says, no, "I really." take a pay cut and come back for six beating I'm going to take every week. But it's a great point. You, know, what yeah.
2: you, do? Well, you can't turn around and hand the ball off because we got the new offensive coordinator and the new <laughs> offensive line and the new running back, but we got the same running game yeah. averaging three yards a carry. So, yeah. That, yeah, the running game hasn't improved. And, uh, you know, you, you wrote about how the Steelers have cap space. You wrote about this on the Steelers wire. And they could go out and get a guy, maybe get a guy. You wrote about Mitchell Schwartz, and I've seen other guys talking about him. Yes, solid right yeah. tackle. He's coming off back surgery, so uh, who who knows mm-hmm. how healthy he is? But or you could go and and help fill for a guy like uh, Tyson Aluealue, right? Go get Geno Atkins, a guy Steelers fans yeah. know very well. Um, yeah. Yeah, you even got a guy like Richard Sherman still out there. He's still sitting out yeah. there, right? Like maybe yeah. the secondary. Uh, you know, if you need some help there, if Joe Hayden's groin link, like lingers on. Exactly. So uh, they got cap space. Do you think they're going to make a move? Uh, and, and Bring somebody in, Kurt, because it, you, it feels like big, we're depleted.
1: Well, you mean a bigger move than signing Taco Charlton to the practice squad? <laughs> exactly. I mean, yes, that's exactly that's what, what I'm a, talking that's about. A, that's the splash move that we've all been waiting I, for. I right? glazed
2: over that. I'm like Taco, <laughs> who, what? I don't know. Go, I'm moving yeah. on. Yeah,
1: you know, it's funny because he's he's like the Dallas Cowboys meme because Dallas selected Charlton two picks before the Steelers selected Watt in the same draft, and I know lots of Cowboys fans and Cowboys writers that every time Watt has a big game, they go on social media and complain about Charlton being <laughs> the pick instead. I mean, that's like, it's like funny. Like we got them both now, so we win either way. Cowboys but,
2: fans never complain.
1: <laughs> never. No, not Cowboys fans. But yeah, you've got, you know, Mitchell Schwartz is out there. He's he's not 100% from what I understand. He's getting healthy. Ricky Wagner, who is a starting right tackle for the Packers, he's just sitting out there waiting for an opportunity. Chooks. You know, a Okorafor just didn't get it done at right tackle. I mean, he's just – I mean, Max Crosby just worked him over last week. And I know Max Crosby's a great player. He's Don't hot Don't get right me now. wrong. Yeah, he is hot. But, man, I mean, he put him on skates a few times, and they just can't do that. I mean, what they're going to have to do is they're going to have to protect him with scheme. I think especially if Deontay Johnson can't go this week – you're just going to see Pittsburgh run probably more too tight and two wide outs instead of going three and four wide and keep keep a tight end, end to help block. I mean, they're going to have to protect him because he cannot slow down, you know, a, a really good pass rusher. But he was just getting bull rushed. He wasn't getting beat around the edge. He was just getting pushed over. And that's that's probably a little more concerning for me um, when your tackle can't hold up, because in the, then then even run blocking comes into question at that point. You know, if he's not strong enough at the point of the to to slow down the pass rusher, you know, can we really run his way? I mean, what do you do? But yeah, I mean, Geno Atkins, a guy like Geno Atkins, I think would be a great addition. I I thought about him immediately when uh when all this started because he's a guy that Pittsburgh fans know well. I mean, he's had a great career against Pittsburgh and. You know, they they, they promoted Hendry Mondu up from the practice squad because he's kind of a known commodity. But th- there's no harm in trying to improve a couple of these positions. I feel like they're, the Steelers front office and coaches are just trying to keep everything patched together and hope everybody gets healthy. But I don't think a Lou is coming back. I mean, he's on IR. He Technically, he could return. Hard to imagine he's coming back for a fractured ankle this season. And yeah, so yeah. I, I would love to see an upgrade there. Um, I would lo- Like I said, I would love to see a right tackle. Upgrade as well. I don't know. I don't know what they're. I don't. I don't expect them to make any big moves. I really don't. Unfortunately, I. I, I think they. Uh, they're pretty satisfied with where things are. Tomlin tries to keep this. I'm seeing improvement, or I expect to see improvement, and it's like. How long? How long can you milk that line until they're just not improving?
2: You know, even with this patch-up lineup, even with all the uh, the replacements, Kurt, the uh, Steelers are still three and a half point home favorites over the Bengals, right? So, let's get into this week's matchup here. Coming up next, we'll talk about the spread, make a pick, but first, uh, our friends over at the Sportsbook Wire have their play of the week.
3: This is the Typical Sportsbook Minute. Let's make this interesting. Hello, I'm Esten McLaren of Bet Slipman Podcast and Sportsbookwire.com here with my colleague Jeff Clark to break down the week three Monday night football game between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys. The Eagles are plus 3.5 road underdogs, minus 110 odds. I love that bet. It's one of my favorites of the week. Jalen Hurts, his mobility is going to be able to exploit that Dallas Cowboys defense that is without defensive end to Marcus Lawrence for the second straight week. It held up for the Dallas last week against the Los Angeles Chargers. I think Hertz can exploit it. And that Philadelphia defense through two weeks has been fantastic. I like them to keep this within a field goal on the road. Jeff.
1: Yeah, I'm going to follow you on this one. Also, take the Eagles plus three and a half on the road in Monday Night Football because of the defense. Their defensive line is going to make it really tough for an albeit a great Dallas offensive line. But the Eagles are first in points per play on the defensive end, and I think their defense is going to do enough to keep this game close plus Jalen Hurts is a gamer. Go with the Eagles plus three and a half. (laughs)
3: That was your Typico Sportsbook Minute. For a limited time, new users in Colorado and New Jersey from this podcast will enjoy a special welcome bonus. Get your bonus today at usatodaybet.com slash podcast. That's usatodaybet.com slash podcast. See typico.com for terms and conditions, 21 plus only gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado.
2: As I said, I was all in on the Steelers last week. Took them in wherever I could get the Steelers. I was betting on them, and I'm just like, oh, man. no, My poor survivor pool.
0: (laughs) That's tough. That's Yeah,
2: I picked them last year when they played the Cowboys. Remember that brutal game where they won, but it was really ugly against the backup quarterback? Yeah, so it's always brutal when I pick the Steelers in my survivor pool. That's Um, a tough one there.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs)
2: The thing is here, uh, this Bengals team doesn't feel like it's very good. Like, it's coming along. I think they're like they're Mm -hmm. probably fourth in the afc north though right i mean uh and and joe burrow he had a bit of an implosion last week in chicago he threw interceptions on three consecutive passes in the second half so this should be a no-brainer you see this spread three and a half but i don't know if i trust the steelers to all these injuries at a number over three points right I, i don't know i might actually take the points if it's over if it's over three points i think under three i like the steelers but three and a half I might go it's with the Bengals.
1: It's tough, especially and, – and I'll know – I'll feel more confident in the points after Thursday when the, when we see how many guys on defense get on the practice field on Thursday because if they're still holding guys out, I absolutely would would take the points. I think it's going to be that close. I think it could come down to a field goal. Pittsburgh's got to get them close enough to kick a field goal. True. You know, the first first game against Buffalo – at least they were able to get in field goal range and, and put some points up that way to help them win last week. They couldn't even get in field goal range to give Chris Boswell a shot. And so, yeah, I mean, it's funny because you say you were all in on, on Pittsburgh last week. Well, so was everybody else, right? I mean, the expert, it it was a complete flip flop from week one, week one, every NFL pundit picked the bills. Um, Pittsburgh comes out, upsets the bills. Now suddenly every sports site, shoots the Steelers up into the power rankings they're a great team and then so every pundit picks Pittsburgh last week then they lose to Vegas so I, took, it's the like, I just, took the
2: cheese for sure
1: yeah just expect the unexpected yeah. I mean it's tough it's the NFL it's tough man. with them
2: the total's at 43 and a half I think gone are the days Kurt where we bet the over with Steelers games right they're just if Ben's banged up if Deontay's highly questionable like in the run game isn't going like I feel like you got to bet the under 43 and a half. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's, where I think so
1: points are going to be hard to come by for both teams. I think that Joe Mick, or Joe Burrow is going to have a a hard time putting up points. I think they're going to dig up the middle of the field. I think you're going to see a lot of, a lot of kind of back and forth, um, especially if Ben starts to struggle and, and is hurting yeah, I I would probably take the under uh, f- until further notice. Yeah. You know, <laughs> until 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 things start to turn around, I would I would probably no matter what the number is, I'm probably going to take the under.
2: It just feels like Steelers fans are going to be subjected to an ugly game, kind of like my yeah. my Patriots against the Jets last week. How ugly that game was! Oh. I, needed, I needed a pot of coffee to get through it. it this could be that, <laughs> this could be an excruciating four quarters of football, Kurt. I, I really believe. Yeah, that.
1: yeah, you're right. It's it could be one that you've really got to love it. Yeah. So you, you're, you're or you're getting paid. To do it to watch
2: it, so. <laughs> 100%. it's a it's a good thing we love football. Uh, and we exactly yeah, and we appreciate everybody for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, tell a friend, and we'll be back to talk to you all next week.